Welcome to the Rugby Warrior Podcast. This is your host, Jared Bones Bradford, and today I am joined by my wonderful co-host and even better friend, and did I mention that he plays prop, Corey the Mule Train Mueller, and today we are talking about how to optimize your college playing career. We're going to dive in to what we wish we knew, what we wish we did differently, and what we wish we understood better when we were college rugby athletes. We hope that you can take some of them and apply them to your own career so that you may optimize it. And we hope that this episode finds you well in these turbulent times and that one day soon, may we all step on that pitch again and keep our short shorts high, our tall socks tight, our shoes tied taut, and the beers flowing cold. Until then, please enjoy the episode. I have a question for you. Yeah, hit me with it. You, you, you have a seven squad and you have to fill it out. So seven guys on a scrum down. So there's a scrum down and a sevens match and you have to be playing the sevens match on Tatooine. So <laughs> just, just for the dabbling fun of it, fill out your seven squad with star Wars characters. Okay. So just seven guys. Yep. Those are the rules. All right, cool. So I'm going to take Darth Maul. Where you got to put him in position. Gonna... So build your scrum and then build it out. Okay. So build my scrum, build my scrum. Um, I'm going to put Django Fett as one of the props. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put, let's see. Uh, Anyone who's seen any of the Clone Wars TV show, there's a guy, uh, there's a guy in the Bad Batch that likes to break things. He's going to be my other prop. And What's then, his name? Uh, dude, I can't remember his name no, right now. He doesn't count. He doesn't count. You got to name him. Okay, I got to. They have to be named characters. Yeah, this is very strict rules in this made-up game I just made up. Okay, so then. I want to make this really difficult on you. Yeah, this is uh, this is tough, but I like it. So, okay. yeah, um, Django Fett at one prop. Okay. And then for the hooker, I'm going to say. Poe. Poe Dameron seems like a, a shifty hmm. kind of guy that could play some hooker. Huh, yeah. Uh, and then for the other prop, the other prop is going to be the wise yet experienced and highly aggressive Mace Windu. <laughs> and my first back is going to be Darth Maul. And he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna crush some souls for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put, man, Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi are gonna be in the back line because uh-huh. Qui Gon's gonna be like the team captain for real, though. Yeah, they they'll work good together. Yep. So Maybe I got two more. One of them might die. Shh, 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 shh. Um, I got two more. I'm gonna. <laughs> Uh, hush, 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 hush. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hear any of that. Um, <laughs> two more, two more, two more. So you're looking at center and wing right now, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Um, I mean, anybody's shifty. Yeah. Don't be shy, baby. Come I know. On. I'm thinking. I'm trying to get the. Okay. I'm trying to get the right guys, not just any guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. True. Um. Well, in Star Wars Battlefront, Luke Skywalker is the fastest hero, so he's going to be my wing. 
He's that's a good choice. Yeah, he's shifty. He's fast. And then Grievous, General Grievous, is going to be a mm-hmm. s- center. Nice. He's not going to drop shit. He's got four hands. He's got four hands. He can't drop anything. Yep. General Grievous. Yep. That's good. That's solid. So I wouldn't want to play them. No. What's your lineup then? Oh God. me. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm gonna go Boba Fett. Father and uh, son facing off together? Yep. At prop. Oh. I'm gonna go Bosk at Hooker. Okay. I can I and like I'm gonna that. go Captain Phasma at the other prop. Okay. And then for fly half, I'm gonna throw it to that is tough. I think I would give it to Mm, it has to be a Jedi, obviously. I think I'm going to go Obi-Wan, and then my inside center will be Chewbacca. Good. My That's a good center one. center yeah. will be Han Solo. I feel like they're a good team yep. for whatever. You know, I think they're a good team. Han's a little and more my, shifty than Chewie. Yeah. Mm-hmm, my winger will be... Uh, I think my winger is going to be Yoda. You know, Emperor Palpatine. I'm going to what? Palpatine. Yeah, because, you know, I think he just... God, God, he's quick. Have you ever seen him do a spin move? Yeah, but can he, is he going to spin all the way down the field? Fuck yeah. I'll tell him he'll do whatever I want him to. Well, good, thing, good thing I have Mace Windu, and there's no Anakin, so... Fuck. Oh, shit. Yeah, Mace, that's Win- good Mace Windu is going to take him out. Huh. Uh... Uh, yeah, that's a good point. It's fun. Like, you got, yeah. I mean, I think my team a little bit overmatches yours because, like, I have three Jedi and a Sith in the back line and mm-hmm. General Grievous. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's my back line. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 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 yeah. Did you hear me? I said Chewbacca's at inside center. It doesn't really matter. That's him and Grievous facing off against each other. Man, what, a, what an yeah. epic showdown. Dude, that would be fun. Yeah. That'd be great. I would watch that. And I really think I would beat you. I don't think so. I have Darth. Uh, there's re- no way there's no way to find out. I've got Darth Maul too, who's you know the epitome of aggression. So Yeah. Well, let's move on <laughs> from this. <laughs> that was a good question though. I like that. Thanks. Ah, it reminds me of the glory days, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the glory days? Glory holes. <laughs> Glory, glory, hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> rugby. Rugby. Playing rugby in college. <laughs> and that's really what I want to segue into today. I think we're, we're going to go this route. We're going to go into college rugby, our playing days. And now as grown-up, mature adults taking on the world's problems and fucking, uh, you know, doing good things. I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Looking back. What do we wish that we did? Yeah. What do we wish we took advantage of without being wishy-washy, you know? Yeah. And I think that to preface this, there's a difference between looking back on our time in college and being like, man, if coach would have put me in the fourth quarter, we would have won states. And Mm -hmm. the, the attitude of if I could go back and reapply lessons maybe that I know now, what would I have done differently? Um, And also I look at it like 
what could I can what could I do moving forward now that I have some added perspective? Um, and I think this is a great opportunity for like some of you guys listening out there, reach out to us and like give some suggestions based off. So we're going to give six uh, things that we wish we would have done. So three each. If you have a thing that you wish you would have done differently, either in men's league, you know, college, high school, whatever, hit us up with it. Um, so we're going to drop our, we're going to drop our six. Yeah, let's do it. Start us off. Okay. So I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to start off with some low hanging fruit. Me as a forward and as a prop, I really wish I would have spent some more of my free time in college focusing on fitness. So that, like I said, that's a super low hanging fruit, but at the same time, that is the easiest one like we talked about in our Sisu episode, that's the easiest thing for a rugby athlete to grasp. And it makes you like, especially at that level, it makes you a hundred times more effective and impactful. Um, and so, yeah, I wish I would have spent more time focused on getting some extra work in outside of practice because our practices were two days a week. And during the season, especially with the exception of one season, it was my senior year, your senior year, when we did some in-season workouts, there just wasn't much happening. Um, and that all prior to that too, like preseason training, my, our, our senior year was the only one that I was really dedicated to a training program. And even then, we were drinking heavily that summer. You know what I mean? We were still training four to five times a week, but we were drinking, you know, way too much as well. So, you know, like I said, that's a low hanging fruit, but it's really something that with all that free time, um, it would have been highly, highly useful for me. So, Totally. You think about four years of progress that you could make as a freshman to a senior. Mm-hmm. And a lot of kids go super senior that fifth fall. Yeah. So much progress can be made, but that time goes so quick. Yes, it does. It goes so, so quick. Looking back, it felt like a flash yep. for me. And then when I started to coach, all of a sudden, the guys that I had, you know, their first freshman year are now graduated yep. and gone. And the guys that I had my third year of coaching are now going to be seniors. So, yeah. It goes so quick, but if you take advantage of your time with fitness, then you're going to make huge strides. If you look at yourself freshman year to junior or senior year, you're like, holy fuck, this really paid off. This is really helping me now. And I, you can see that in players. Once you, you leave this, the system, you leave the school and mm-hmm. the team, and you still have connections with some players, yep. you can see their progressions throughout the years if they commit to it. And uh, – if you yourself do it, it's going to change your life for rugby, especially now. And there's so much opportunity. Yeah. You should take advantage. And we had so much time. That's the thing I think about is how much time that we Mm -hmm. had and the access to like fields and gym equipment free, all free, like all down, you know what I mean? Down the block. Exactly. Like it was a two minute walk to the sack and you know, and so the only time I really took advantage of most of that was like junior year, we played a ton of basketball, like because uh, uh, tempo, you, you know, tempo was big into basketball, and we'd go play basketball a couple mm-hmm. times a week. And spring season of junior year, I was in 
the probably the best overall fitness that I was in while we were in school, just because, I mean, we played basketball a couple times a week, strength trained a couple times a week, and that paid off. And yeah. that's the that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying like taking advantage of your time, because at that point, that's all we had was time. You know what I mean? So that's a great point. Everything now as an adult, you, we're not going to get our soapbox here, but yeah. t- time somehow as an adult with a job or moving on and having relationships, serious relationships, mm-hmm. the days are just structured so differently. Yeah. And going to the gym is you have to make it more of a priority and you have to make it fit in your schedule yep. or else it may not happen. Because you have to go early in the morning or you have to go in the middle of the night. Yep. Or not the middle of the night, but, you know, later at night. Yep. So as a college student, oh, my God, to, to wake up, to think back to a college student's schedule, not to say they have it easy because college is not easy, no. especially when you're trying to get good grades. Right. It's all about whatever your situation is. That's where you're at. And that's what's stressful and what you have to deal with. But the thought of going to class at 8, 9, 10 a.m. for an hour and 15 minutes getting off for whatever amount of time yep. or having even like two or three back-to-back classes, like having three classes in one day was a busy day mm-hmm. plus practice. And then what else are you doing? Right. You know, maybe, maybe you're working too. Yeah. Great. But if not having going to the gym is, is fucking easy yep. and having the perspective to look back, be like, man, that was, was so, so much easier back then to just do that. Yeah. Because now for me to have enough time to get a good solid workout that's not rushed, I'm waking up at 5 a.m. like minimum because in the in the evening, like I'm I'm not in a position to put in good workout time. And so I just you know, that's what I have to do. Um, And yeah, like you can get stuff in here and there and that's better than nothing. But I'm talking like a solid, like good hour long workout where you're not stressed about time. And you just can, you know, you can get after it. So, um, yeah, that for me, number one would have been the easiest thing I could have done while I was there was just spend more time focusing on fitness, getting strong. Nah, man, I was strong getting fit. They could get to getting fit, building a butt. Yep. No back pain. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Fuck. Yeah. What's your, I think. I would want to understand my influence mm. Ooh, better. Yeah, that's – tell me more. Tell me more. So my influence on my teammates or my influence on the field and in practice, I <clears throat> wish that I understood that more so I could use it to our advantage more. Mm. So I didn't really understand – as a captain, you know, I was like, Captain, my first time doing this, mm. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I wish I understood the the perception that I put off on the team in practice. Yeah, uh, I was I tried to be a very serious captain, and I wish I had a better balance. I wish I understood the influence of always being serious, always riding guys, or always honestly looking at a lot of negative things instead of bringing out positive aspects of what we were doing. Right. So. On my teammates, that is really what I wish I improved upon. Yeah. And looking back, I'm like, man, I don't even recognize that dude. Yeah. I don't recognize that person at all. On the field, I wish I recognized my influence because I was 
you, you can't not be a good player and be the captain of your team and, you know, play in a really good division. So yeah. I wish I understood that I was a really fucking good player and not to doubt myself so much. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, I think it's really interesting when we were coming up, a lot of the older guys, especially like my freshman year before, this was before you joined the team because you weren't there in 2010 yet on the team or you were at Central, nope. but not on the team yet. No. Nope. Um, wasn't at Central. Oh, you weren't even at Central yet. No. Well, nope. It was really interesting. Get your facts right. <laughs> some of like I look at some of the guys that were graduating when I was a freshman or even a little bit older, and to me they seemed. Um, I I'm just gonna say it like it was. Like, they were kind of dicks. You know what I mean? They were they were kind of mm-hmm. they're just kind of dicks, and so my thing was like, I don't want to be like that when I'm in that position because I saw the type of influence that that had. So I think for me, I actually think that if I could go back and with your point, like with this, you know, with this wish, I would want to treat people better than what I did because I still like, I still objectively treated the guys well, but I think that, um, I wish I would have treated all the guys better. And you know what I mean? Like there was some of the outliers mm-hmm. and I'm not going to name any names right now, but you can probably pick out some of the ones that I'm thinking of and just like be more welcoming, be more of a leader, honestly, like just be more of a leader. And um, I'm trying to like, and I guess that's, that's all that I really could say about that, but like be more of a leader, be more inclusive and, be more like firm, but fair, you know what I mean? So like less emotional decisions and more just like, this is, this is the consistent across the board. This is how we do it with everybody type thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So, cause I, I knew like, obviously in leadership positions in a club, you're going to have influence. And I, 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 like I said, I don't think I had a bad name by any means amongst anybody, but I wish I would have been more a, a better leader and created a little bit better environment for a more welcoming environment for growth and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And how are you supposed to know that as a shithead college kid who just kind of wants to get drunk and have fun? Yeah, it's just not there. Yep. You know, so reaching out to different resources and trying to. <laughs> I mean, nowadays they have Instagram and everything. Mm-hmm. These damn kids have Instagram. <laughs> like, there's so many good resources. Yeah, so many good coaches that are now online. They have access to this platform yep. that are of the growth mindset and can kind of drop these little nuggets into your head and these ideas that hopefully you can take to the field and to your team yeah. of being inclusive, welcoming everybody. I totally, totally get that too. When you see the new guy at the field, be the dude that welcomes him. Mm-hmm. And like says, what's up? Welcome to the team. Let's go play. Have you ever played before? Just yeah. shoot the shit for a minute, you know? Um, yeah. So that's, that's a, it's a great point. Yeah. I think it's easy in this day and age, man, we've never been in an easier time as far of like, as far as um, getting information. So you want to listen to a podcast about leadership? Like here's thousands of podcasts about leadership. You want to get into something about, you know, nutrition or weight, you know, weight management or whatever, like whatever you're looking for, whatever history, it doesn't matter. Like birds, bird. Yeah. You Google it and you find 
tons of stuff that's most of it you know especially if you're searching the right way is solid information so that wasn't as much of a resource back then i guess like man if i would have spent more time like reading books but i wasn't in that headspace then you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i i wish i would have been so i like that was i liked your i like that that was good Thanks. It means everything to me that you liked it. <laughs> What's your next one? Uh, okay, so this is sort of a low-hanging fruit as well, but this was a really big thing for me that I wish I would have focused more on because my game would have improved exponentially. My health would have improved exponentially, so that would be nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew nothing about nutrition, really. Like, I didn't know, you know, I didn't track food. I didn't um, until about my junior year, I didn't keep track of anything that I ate. I ate whatever I wanted. It didn't really matter. Uh, you know, thing, I just didn't worry about it because I never really had to. But the flip side of that was the consequences that came from it. So everyone talks about the freshman 15. I had the freshman mm. 30. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, like, no doubt I had the freshman 30. And like beers and Baco Tell at 3 a.m. Pizza, yeah. Yep. Domino's pizza at 1 a.m. Absolutely. Uh, and like not putting the right things in at the right time. So, like, man, I always I look back and like I constantly underperformed most likely because my nutrition was shit. You know what I mean? When we mm-hmm. when we started doing CrossFit training with Jelly, that was the first time that I had had any type of like true nutrition advice and like he gave us this and a basic a super basic primer on nutrition Mm -hmm. so this is a protein here's your plate half of it is going to be a protein pick your protein preferably a lean protein steak is also good whatever here's a quarter of your plate should be a carbohydrate especially after workouts and then vegetables if you're not eating around a workout it's protein, vegetables. There's your food. You know what I mean? Buy protein powder and eat well. Like that was the first and that's super simple, right? And so, and even that, like we, man, I, I can't even remember. Like I was just eating like shit and I wish that I would have done that differently because it would have well, changed everything for me. Here's the typical repertoire for a rugby player in our day and age was we traveled to a game two, one, two, three hours away. Yeah. We're stopping at a gas station or we're stopping at McDonald's yeah. or big apple bagels. And we're getting a fucking bagel with sausage patty and egg is most likely at least 60 to 70 grams of fat, Yep. which that shit's going to be terrible for you to go play our rugby. Oh game. yeah. It's going to slow you the fuck down. Your blood's not going to get flowing. It's going to be like the blood, your blood's always going to be like maple syrup. <laughs> You know, yep. it's just not or molasses even. It's yeah. fucking not gonna work for out for you. It's just a bad move. Yep. Or a candy bars. Man, I had players when I was coaching show up to the field eating a fucking Snickers. Well, it's pregame fuel. Yeah, just, yeah I'm hungry. And this said is you hungry, grab one. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, uh, throw a banana up his butt. But you know, that's what we learned later on. Okay, so quick carbs. Literally all you need is like some source of lean protein and quick carbs in the morning. So if you can down a chicken breast in the morning and have some fruit, that's a perfect pregame thing. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, we didn't get that. And I totally, until CrossFit, I didn't know what the fuck I was eating. Yeah. And even then, Kadoba, like, yeah. right. I still made, you know, you know, I still cut corners and I still 
did this because I didn't realize how important nutrition actually was, whether I chose not to know, or I just didn't get it. You know, I didn't get it till many years later and I still knew how important nutrition was, but it just didn't, it didn't click that it was like, Oh man, like if I just change this one thing up, like mm-hmm. my whole, my whole training routine, my whole, like everything's going to change. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. again, I know that's a low, a low hanging fruit, but it's one that I think, especially the non Davenports and the not like the big schools that have nutrition coaches and all that type of stuff that's missing at mm-hmm. almost every level of college rugby, high school rugby, and even men's rugby. But like by the time you're on a men's team, like, man, get your shit together and figure it out like that. If you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or don't if that, you know what I mean? But it's going to change your game and it's going to change mm-hmm. your training and it's going to change your goals. Your life. It, exactly. So um, that all being said, it's, a, and it's still a battle, right? It's a battle every day. So, um, but making more positive choices than not 80% good, 20%, maybe not as good. And, you know, we're, we have, we have other episodes talking about nutrition. We're going to have more episodes talking about nutrition because it's such a, we're not going to get into everything right now. So we're not, no, fuck. (laughs) Well, I don't know what to do. (laughs) No, I mean, nutrition totally. I think everyone across the board would love no matter what stage of the game you're at would love to figure out how to do something just a little bit better. Yeah. So if you're like us and you had no idea and you're in that point, just a little bit better yep. would just be our right, improve your pregame meal, which we're going to have an episode soon about that. Hopefully we are. We did last oh, we week. Already we did. did last yeah. week. Yeah. And Connor went into a ton of detail about like mm-hmm. r- the realistic pregame nutrition starts months in advance. It starts weeks in advance it's not the day of like at that point it's done you know what i mean like you can you can affect your play a little bit by what you eat the morning of but like the real pregame starts a week in advance two weeks in advance so we yeah we went into all that detail and what's cool is if you follow our instagram we and it, it posts to our facebook stories too for the rugby warrior podcast um connor and i have been just hammering like healthy casserole options because for at work I have to take lunch with me. Otherwise I don't eat because I'm out in the, I'm out in the woods all day and out in the boonies and there's no access to food out there. So like every day, like we're just making like mass meals all at once. And so these meals are easy. They're they're Like the macros are solid. There's a lot of protein. There's some carbs, there's some fat and they're good. Like they're tasty. We haven't made one, of these easy meals that is like, Oh, that's not good. And on top of that, on a budget for a college student, if you're getting Mm -hmm. like three or four days out of one, like cooking session, dude, sick done, (laughs) Mm -hmm. done deal. So yeah. And it's free. You can follow us on rugby. It's Instagram is a free follow. Yeah. We don't charge anything to follow us. Do it. Yeah. So my second one, I think that's where we're at. Yep. My second one is I wish I sought out resources for getting over injuries. Ooh, so yeah. going into, ooh, I I had a lot of sprained ankles. I remember we had that, we went through PT at Central with those Central students. Yep. And that's what I'm talking about. Like that absolutely over the summer 
change the course of that next season for me because those ankle injuries were debilitating like it fucking killed to run yep. even on grass yep. i couldn't train right and i couldn't perform so having that pt was excellent i didn't put it off i didn't just say fuck it i'm a rugby player this is which is the way it is because mm-hmm. it's not true i think the biggest one for me was the concussion so that was my sophomore year going into my junior year um I got a concussion enough to make me want to, you know, say like, I, I'm not good to go. I got to sit out. I was having kind of recurring headaches and all this. And that was, this was the height of the concussion awareness in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really is, I haven't heard much about that lately, um, but the world is in a completely different place. But yeah, at that time, you know, concussions and it was a big deal. So I sat out the entire spring and I really never got over that injury and played the way that I was prior because I, frankly, I was worried about getting another concussion. Yeah. So I would have loved sports psychology is, is a booming field, right? It's really, really growing. And more and more athletes are seeing sports psychologists for almost nearly every reason you could think of. Mm-hmm. It's injury or trying to perform a certain task better. So I would have loved to talk to a sports psychologist about just how to focus in and say, you know, just because you had an injury in the past doesn't mean it's going to happen again. And here's the things you can do right to get your mind right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would have loved. Also more realistic shoulder injuries with rugby players, ankles are beyond prevalent, yeah. especially shoulder mobility issues and just shoulder pains. Yeah. I would have loved good resources or just recovery options uh, that you can recover on Sunday besides uh, Taco Bell and water. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. It was a battle we all faced. I mean, during throughout the course of the rugby season, you're gonna get you're gonna get bumped up and bruised up and whatever. But there was a service through the student activity center in the member in the basement. It was almost to the like almost to the weightlifting area. There right. were the trainers there, and they provided like a lot of stuff. Like what a it would be like a minor, you know. PT situation and they could ice and they could do tape and stuff like that. So I didn't take advantage of that as much as maybe I should have, but I definitely did take advantage of it because when my ankle was messed up or if my shoulder was messed up, I was over there like talking to him, getting like getting stuff taken care of the hot tub. You know what I mean? Like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> Hot tub. Hot tub. Yeah, good old piss water. <laughs> ah, love it. So, yeah. Yeah, what's your next one? My next one is sort of a – it's not a tough one for me to talk about, but this is the one of the things that I maybe regret the most, and that is wasting time on people who didn't matter. So what do I mean by that? I literally mean like relationships with females specifically where it took me away from building camaraderie and getting to know the guys better. Um, Fucking boys go back to the box with the boys. I I was in a phase in my life where I felt like, you know, relationships with women were the most important thing that I could cultivate at that point. And you know, that I, I had to put a hundred percent into it and whatever. And I was in a relationship almost consistently throughout the duration of college. And so if I could go back and like make this wish happen, it would be to be more social 
to be more deliberate and intentional about building relationships with the team and not being quite as, um, I don't know, focused on other things and missing out on stuff. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, my, my junior and senior year were better, but even then, you know, I was still pretty antisocial. Well, it like, when I got drunk enough, like I just was ready to go home when I was ready to go home. So I would leave, but especially my freshman and sophomore year with the older guys and, you know, sophomore year, especially when we went to the playoffs, we won a playoff game. Like looking back on that, like I missed a lot of social stuff because I was dating someone out of town. And so like a lot of my time was spent traveling and like missing that. And you know what? I learned so many lessons from doing that, that now I really value my friendships and like, you know, Connor, my significant other understands that my friendships are super important for me to cultivate and maintain because I've missed out on that in the past, which is why I put so much value on it now. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that one sticks out in a big way um, because I just wish, I just wish I would have done more of that. But how can you know in the moment? You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. looking, I can justify it by saying, well, like, oh, well, you know, that girl I spent two years with who ultimately like broke up with me and, you know, whatever at the time, that was the relationship that I wanted to invest in. But man, looking back on it, I wish I could have just been like, you know what? Like this experience is more important to me and I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> mm hmm. God bless the broken road that led us straight to here. Right. Yep. Rascal Flats. I, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the, I get it. The pressure to, the pressure to butter your biscuit is fucking real. Oh, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, a nice balance. Whatever. There's a time and, for buttering and, think, and there's a time it. for not buttering. <laughs> I guess it's as simple as that. I think you nailed it that you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. in the moment. How the fuck are you supposed to know you? This isn't going to work out, yep. but that's what you're investing in. Totally get it. And then towards the end of my uh, rugby playing career in college, I suppose, I don't think I went out at all. I had my roommates bringing me back fucking <laughs> gigantic mailboxes and putting in my room because they're <laughs> wasted. And I'm just like falling asleep to the office. Yeah. You know, so totally get it i think having those that's what rugby is all about is a camaraderie and the friendships there but you know if you can strike a good balance i think the best case scenario you find yourself a nice lady rugger and it just works out Mm -hmm. because you both love rugby you can go to the same parties i think there's so many countless people that have been brought to a rugby party that were not in the rugby circle which we would welcome anybody Mm -hmm. but that just come in and um, have maybe a preconceived intuition or notion about the rugby parties and it gets weird. Yeah. And then they get judgy and then like they fuck off. Yeah. And you know, I don't know where I was going with that, but you know, there's no relationship building there. I suppose. Yeah. So athletes being... get it. Ath- mm-hmm. I think athletes in general get it. Uh, Cause I mean, other athletes, other clubs, other teams uh, by and large, they'd get pretty weird too. So rugby was uh, kind of on a different level, but that, you know, saying that to say, 
I think going back to your point where you did, you said you like, I didn't even go out much be, you know, my senior year, my roommates were doing crazy shit, whatever. I think that for me, it wasn't even as much about like going out and getting drunk more. It was just like spending more time with my teammates and building those relationships and being more intentional about it. So like, whether that was in training, whether that was in extracurricular activities, and I'm talking like going and just hanging out, you know what I mean? That type of stuff. And just putting a little bit more effort into that rather Mm -hmm. than just sitting around and, you know, I can just, I, without getting into too much, like, of the of the details just like spending too much time on the wrong stuff honestly is the best way i can probably mm-hmm. say because we've all we all did that in one way or the other but yes. um regard like looking past the parties like just taking that extra time and doing that which is now especially now when i've been playing in men's teams where i've had to travel upwards of an hour to like go to a game or go to a practice it's like, man, I fucked up my like that. It was the easiest time to spend with the guys, get to know everyone, whatever, because now I'm driving and I'm an adult and I have all these other responsibilities. But like rugby is still important. And I haven't been able to build those types of relationships with, you know, my club team since then, which, again, like I said, that's my biggest regret. That's the biggest thing I, I wish I knew back then was like really make the time worth it because you're it's going to be different like it's it's never going to be like this again so (laughs) now if i if i get a chance to take advantage of having close proximity to a men's team like i'm going to take advantage of that too because now i i understand and it you know to me that's worth investing in yeah yeah that's fantastic thanks for sharing that uh i think my last one is leading segue off of your last couple sentences which i wish i took in more moments hmm on the field yeah and before oh, games yeah. and after games for so sure. i i really got into this when i was coaching for three years where we would especially i remember these moments before ferris state golden keg games mm-hmm. as a coach where i really took in the moment i took in the field and the, under the lights and just the memories i had as a player and the feeling of angst and nervousness and excitement and fucking tradition and Mm -hmm. you better not lose this game i remember those moments as a player and as a coach i finally like sucked them in yeah and really took it in and that was super special to me other than that as a player it's so spotty honestly i remember some big plays that i was a part of and some really good games that i was a part of but (laughs) a lot of the moments i just i don't have Mm -hmm a lot of the games, I don't remember the games. Yeah. Um, so I wish that I took in more of those moments. I really got into myself and was just present yep. more Man. at the games, more focused on playing well and just winning and creating these memories with my teammates. Yep. I absolutely agree. I like perfect example is when we won the playoff game, only playoff game that CMU central Michigan has ever won sophomore year like i don't even remember the game that we won i don't remember getting that to the field i don't remember the game you know i remember the next game that we played and we lost but um that's such an interesting point because that's absolutely true i remember my senior year 
my last couple games when we played Ferris in the football stadium under the lights, playing Davenport, even though we got our shit pushed in, that was like a, a I just I took it in, you know what I mean? Because I was like, this is the last time I'm gonna meaningfully wear these colors in a in a real game. And regardless of whether it was a spring game where it was a scrim, basically a scrimmage, you know what I mean? But just taking that in and every time I, I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but every time I step on the field now, I have that moment where it's like, I'm just so thankful I get to be here and finding something to like, like our field out in Colorado Springs, Pikes Peak was right there and taking a deep breath in, looking at that, looking at the field and be like, Man, how awesome is this? Yeah, I think that's really, really important. And overall, every I know my whole experience was good and your whole experience was good. Yeah, absolutely. So it's hard, honestly, to pinpoint these things of what we wish would have happened. Because honestly, the fact that we do that is saying that we had a great experience. Mm-hmm. So it's it's... Yeah, it's tough to think that we would want to do anything different because I wouldn't want to change anything yeah. about my experience because it's led me exactly to where we are right now, which is a pretty cool place. Right. So, yeah, I think, I think, uh, man, what a great time to be a college rugby player right now, though. Absolutely. Minus Corona. Didn't really think about that yeah. until I said that. Yeah, this For, season might not happen. Yeah, but, I mean. You know, take care get rid of that and it's a good time this is a great like for me this is the perfect opportunity to knock out some lingering like physical health issues that i've had for the last you know like 10 years so there are some yeah. po- there are some positives to it but fuck i miss rugby <laughs> we're, we're gonna get back to it soon i hope so back to the short shorts yep shotgun and beers and Slam, what else do we slamming do? Slamming people down on the ground. Yeah. Hugging, uh, hugging them aggressively. Yeah. Grabbing their shorts. Yeah. Under their nuts. Yeah. Yep. What else? What else? All that. Smelling it. Smelling. Man, the smell at the bottom of a ruck. There's something horrible yet beautiful about it. Mm, nice and musty. God, it's gross sometimes, but mm-hmm. I sure do miss it. <laughs> so much sweat and hot fucking breath. Oh, dude, the best ruck smell is like in a late fall, October, yeah, cloudy day when we're all fucking sweating in the 65th minute. Yeah, everybody's just beat to shit, blood, fucking mud is everywhere, snot's <laughs> coming down people's noses. We're all just like, all right, on to the next one. Yeah, dude, fuck, man, it's great, great sport. Fiftieth scrum of the day. Yeah. Oh, fancy seeing you guys here. Yeah. Hey, guys. It becomes like a joke game. after a while. Like, <laughs> it does. That's the greatness of rugby. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you good with not pushing on this one? Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's a gentleman's right, well, agreement. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we've tapped out this episode. Yeah. Feels good. Good. All right. We'll be back next week on the Rugby Warrior podcast. This has been. Jared and Corey.
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope it found you well, and we hope that you will apply some of the things we talked about into your own college playing career. If you did enjoy it, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. You can find us, Rugby Warrior Podcast. Also on Instagram, go give us a follow. We do all sorts of cool shit on there. Food, training, nutrition, mindset, all that good stuff. You can find it on the Instagram Be sure to watch out for new episodes every single Friday. And as always, discover the warrior within.